Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I am your host, James Madison, and this is Inside Four Walls, powered by Sin Media. Now, I want to start this episode off with an actual apology for me. I'm sorry I've largely avoided talking about the Ukraine conflict. Now, on social media, I've been pretty, pretty uh, vocal about me standing when it comes to the specific issue i'm on the side of russia on the ukraine russia thing if you make me have to pick a side which for tribal fun yeah for for, for the tribal politic fun alone I'll, I'll pick russia but even then we're so far past that point this is now an american russian ukrainian conflict and this always has been there are right now there are republicans in this world who will have kids, grandkids, nieces and nephews die defending Ukraine because the president currently happens to be Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a large invested business interest in Ukraine. And now me, I've sat here looking at what I'm looking at, thinking, okay, it's very clear that Ukraine's the the villain here. But I was never sure. The fog of war is real, and the last thing I want to get on here is, you know, I do a lot of my own personal opinion on this show as well, but the last thing I want to do is get on here and have it be completely fogged by my own bias and perceived understanding of what's going on overseas. When, much like most of the Americans who act like they give a fuck about what's going on in Ukraine, we don't know the first fucking thing. We don't know the name of these actors. We don't know enough about, at least me as an American, I don't know enough about Ukraine and post-fall of communism Russia to really understand who a lot of these names are what these government positions are what these parties are like there's so much i don't understand about russia and ukraine as a westerner these are eastern Bloc countries not really my 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 specialty despite my podcast having audience members at least according to spotify who are all across eastern europe so my apology is that i haven't really talked much about it uh i talked about the spending bills and billions of dollars we've sent to ukraine i've talked about weapons sent to the ukrainian front lines not actually ending up on the front lines and instead just go missing but we'll be talking a lot more about this because more and more people are starting to be shaken to the idea that oh maybe ukraine's actually the bad guy and as i've said earlier when it comes to a situation like Ukraine versus Russia, where they're two of the most corrupt countries on the planet with two very bloodthirsty, deep government bodies behind them, the best you can hope for is a double knockout. Hands down. You can only hope that both parties knock each other the fuck out and leave the civilians untouched. Not likely, but you know it's what you can hope for. And Americans are currently in Ukraine and in Russian prison camps right now. Like, and, and if you're still sitting here and you're thinking this is a war between Ukraine and Russia, even though I'm speaking in these terms, it's not. It's a war between Russia and NATO. And I have said for years on this show, I didn't think it would become relevant now, but I don't support NATO. I don't support the UN. I don't support EU. I've been vocally in favor of Brexit. I've been in favor of populism and anarcho-capitalism for a very long time. I'm not here to play either of these sides. But more and more evidence is coming to light where even the mainstream media is starting to talk about it more and more. And the reason I didn't talk much about Ukraine versus Russia when it was that simple of a topic at the time, when that was considered... It's weird, right, to say that that was a simpler time. But there's no, there's now so many governments dragged into the Ukrainian-Russian conflict that it is no longer just a Russia-Ukraine conflict. It is no longer black and white and blue and yellow. It is now various shades of gray with various shades of gray on both sides right now ukraine is a puppet state for the west we installed Zelensky. Zelensky was a fucking like stand-up comedian and soap opera actor obama similar to what we did in yemen manipulated and forced a corrupt regime change in ukraine we armed people who rose up against the diplomatically elected president of Ukraine at the time, armed them, and then got Zelensky in there. Now, there's been a push from the West to have Vladimir Putin removed from power. Now we're seeing Ukraine utilized as that buffer, that uh, 
that skin suit for for NATO and Western powers, because the West wants NATO to rule the fucking world. We want everyone in NATO. But the thing about NATO is NATO is no longer what Eisenhower created. It's not. The liberal liberal economic order or the liberal world order has long since corroded and collapsed into nothing more than a globalist boys club all subservient to the world economic forum and if you've just tuned out because i've said all those things combined good i didn't want you here at least hear this out because i'm going to go over a few different stories today this is the main one this is the one that sent a shockwave through fucking twitter because even left who hate Elon, who are like, oh, Elon's evil, I hate Elon. They looked at what he was saying for the peace deal, and they're like, well, I don't understand what the problem is. Now, I don't agree personally with with a lot of the shit in it, because a lot of it is a lot more favorable towards Ukraine than it is Russia. If you're going for a peace deal, you want it to be kind of 50-50, where both sides get what they want. But Russia would get Crimea. Russia would get Kiev, and I think there's one other. We'll be looking over the specifics a little bit more together. Hmm. You hear the weirdest noises this close to a military base? Anyway, I- I'm waiting for Siren Head to kick in my fucking doors at some point. The weird noises. I'm, I'm not super far from a military airbase. And there's like some research thing on it. I'll hear screaming coming from out there sometimes. It's the weirdest shit. I don't know what's going on back there. But, uh, you know, if the government's funding it with my money, it's probably trustworthy. Anyway. This has just been a cold dump of water because people are like, wait, if peace is on the table, then why don't we? And Elon Musk posted up a poll asking, like, do we want peace in Russia and Ukraine or do we want one side to win? And it went from being overwhelmingly anti-war to being pro-conflict. We've also seen so many different global entities and presences involved with NATO and the G7 summit well, G7, NATO, Paris Climate Accord. We're seeing weird movers and shakers come out of the bulwark to tell people like Zelensky, don't surrender. Keep fighting. You're protecting a lot more than your country. Boris Johnson said that. Boris Johnson said, you are protecting a lot more than your country. What the fuck does that... What globalist interest does that fucking mean? And this is my apology. I wasn't sure who was pumping out better propaganda, Ukraine or Russia. Russia does have about 60 years worth of uh, propagandizing the West over Ukraine, but Ukraine is also owned and funded by the West. So I was just like, I don't know how to approach this because I have my biases here that make me think one way over the other, but how much of my biases is in reality? It seems like a lot more of my bias is rooted in reality than I thought, so I'm going to do my best from now on, because I'm going to be talking more about Ukraine and Russia, um, especially because there's a midterm coming up, and there's a lot of people like Mitt Romney's kids were also on the Brisma board. Josh Romney, homie was on the Brisma board, right there with Hunter. No one ever talks about it, and these people are for re-election, so I'm going to drag as many right and left into hell with me as I possibly can. And Ukraine's a pretty deep rabbit hole of hellish corruption to go through. So when I come to a point where it's my opinion, I'm going to do my best. Like I always do my best to voice when we're getting to my opinion, to my viewpoint here and away from the story. But everything else you'll hear will be, if there's anything incorrect, it comes from the sources I use. And since I use only high factuality sources and typically center-based news coverage, at least self-proclaimed center-based news coverage, these sources are typically NewsGuard and Ground News certified. So if there's anything wrong in these stories, I'm ab- absolving myself of it. I will fact check where I can. But if something comes out and it turns out to be ultimately wrong down the road, like how the, you know, like how how the Times said there was weapons of mass destruction and they completely lied about it because the Bush administration told them to publish fake news and there was never there was never really any weapons of mass destruction to begin with, yeah, it's like that. Ultimately, when things are proven out one way or the other, we can look back at the coverage and not that judge. You know, and like I said, I'll fact check where I can, but I can't act like I'm the ultimate authority. That's why I haven't talked much about 
the Russian-Ukraine conflict. I care about it. It affects me. I got friends and family who are in the armed services who will likely be sent to go die for the, for the Biden crime family, for being honest. Every U.S. troop killed in Ukraine or arrested in Ukraine so far, you're not dying because you're defending freedom or defending a country from an invading force. You're defending the Biden crime family. It's that simple. You can't separate the two. You can't. Joe Biden got 10% from Burisma. He also got 10% from the Ukrainian government at the time. At the time being a weird phrase because it was still Zelensky in office when he got 10% from the big guy. Yet when Trump calls and he was like, hey, what's this about a prosecutor being fired? Can you look into that? I'd appreciate it. Thank you. And Zelensky's like, yeah, sure, I'll look into that. Trump is called, oh, you quid pro quo, even though the very clip that called that made Trump do that phone call to ask you, you ask Lindsay about this uh, attorney, or this, uh, sorry, this uh, detective who was looking into Burisma being fired, and this prosecutor being fired, was literally from a clip of Joe Biden, not running for president at the time, but Joe Biden saying that, and I said, you're going to fire this prosecutor, you're not going to get that billion dollars. And he said, you don't have that kind of power, and I said, call the president. You know what? Son of a bitch prosecutor got fired and they got the billion dollars it's literally joe biden doing a quid pro quo quid pro quo joe or pro quo joe was a hashtag on twitter long before the trump shit happened where trump was called quid pro quo don or whatever the fuck the knockoff because a lot of the left the left's memes are just bootleg pirated versions of the right's memes like the chad thing it's so weird seeing, seeing liberals use chad memes it's like you you were bashing that meme for being stupid now you're using it constantly okay weird theft but all right and then they say your jokes are stolen it's like motherfucker anyway just look at fox news Right, Fox News, all during Trump's re-election campaign, they were happy to talk about the corruption in Ukraine. Oh, they were so thrilled to talk about how evil Ukraine was and how Zelensky was a puppet. But as soon as Biden gets in office and Russia invades, all of a sudden Fox and CNN, MSNBC and and, and uh, fucking BBC, all these places are holding hands singing Kumbaya. They're all on complete fucking agreement. You mean to tell me the media, which has been ripping each other to shreds over what seemed like the next American Civil War and over the pandemic, they gutted each other. They went after journalists, anchors, everybody. Right? Never agreed once. So in the whole Trump time in office, every Fox News and CNN were ripping chunks of hair out of each other's fucking heads. And now they're getting a pedicure at the fucking pro-Ukraine barbershop? The fuck? They're sitting there hand in hand celebrating Ukraine, singing the exact same back to back phrases. It's almost like there's some sort of like deep statey kind of operation to tell big news establishments various approved government talking points. Almost like like the, the mainstream media is a mockingbird repeating everything big government tells them to say. I'm not alluding necessarily to anything. <coughs> Operation <coughs> Mockingbird. Ah, <sniffs> uh, let me drink this coffee real quick. Ah, uh, that's a weird sudden cough. But yeah, you know, it's just weird. Not, it's hard not to feel that way, especially with things like we found out that Boris Johnson said not to talk for, for no negotiations for peace. Biden and Kamala said no negotiations for peace. Mark Milley said no negotiations for peace. Large billion dollar international face of corporations said no to Zelensky when he wanted to negotiate peace there's a massive globalist push here by the way that's the thing that's in common with all these companies and politicians they're all part of wef and they're pushing for no fucking they're not pushing for peace they're pushing actively for war it's one thing to poke and prod both sides and mock them for their stupid fucking standpoints it's another it's a completely different ball game to be pro-war you can be anti-russia and anti-war you can be anti-ukraine and anti-war you are in a different ball game of of just depraved sickness when you are actively pro-war and by the way look around you the right is largely sympathetic towards Ukraine. I'm a weird outlayer on the right. I'm here with a weird group of socialists and com communists right now saying, fuck Ukraine, right? It's weird because me and Jimmy Dore are in the same fucking boat. 
and we're diametrically opposed to each other financially principally and fucking politically but we agree on this a thousand percent and a thousand percent for the same reasons how weird but the right is overwhelmingly sympathetic towards ukraine very sympathetic in fact the only thing i think right now separates the average republican from democrat when it comes to ukraine is the facebook profile pictures and the right's kind of like aren't we sending them a little too much money and mr right if your attitude is you're sending ukraine too much money i invite you to look at israel and how much money we fucking give them we don't need to give them money anymore i'm not gonna go on the whole uh, why we need to defund israel thing it's sort of a joke to say defund israel how about we just don't fund them at all and let them you know be a big boy country and live on their own for a while after all they should be good with economics i mean it's fucking israel now you can take that joke in many many different ways i mean it exactly the way you took it so there's a big push behind the scenes for war and it's funny because when you look around even though the right's super sympathetic towards ukraine they're the ones saying like we need to de-escalate and being anti-war is not necessarily it's, it's a default populist position but here's the thing populism was a liberal ideology originally it's just with the way shit has moved so much populism is now considered a republican ideology when it's not by any means being pro-war is inherently a republican stance but the republic the right now the new right as michael malice would call it is anti-war and i'm all here for it but it's interesting because Elon Musk has been nothing besides a Ukrainian shill, giving millions of dollars to Ukraine, giving them all kinds of advanced internet, new Starlink, and all kinds of shit, giving them free Teslas and shit. Like, Musk has been shilling for Ukraine. Ukraine, in a tantrum, called him a pro-Russian sympathetic puppet. And I love it. I hope this is where Elon Musk gets fucking red-pilled on you. You probably won't. Elon Musk is a shill liberal, just kind of like Joe Rogan is. You know, Joe Rogan will say the good shit occasionally, but then he'll say some really retarded socialist shit. And it's just like, ah, damn. Alright, but let's get into this article, because this is the last episode I can record before I have to go to work, because I work at 9 and it's almost 8. Zelensky responds to Musk's poll with one of his own. Which Elon Musk do you like more? Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky responded to Elon Musk's poll about whether Ukraine should give up territory to Russia on Monday by turning the tables on the tech billionaire. Zelensky tweeted out a poll of his own asking Twitter users which Musk they like better, one who supports Ukraine or one who supports Russia when... Dude... He's been literally the farthest thing from a pro Ukraine, from a pro Russian uh, celebrity as they fucking come. Period. So let's. I got two articles, both from independent sources, both high factuality, and we're gonna look at them, see where the similarities lie, and then I want to show you something before I end this episode about Ukraine. But we'll get into that. It's more episodes I've already. It's articles I've already talked about, but for first time viewers. I hope you enjoy a cold glass of water. So we hop over here to WPLG's with a center bias and a high factuality rating. You can see down here, WPLG, high factuality. Owner is Howard Buffett. Ah, Warren Buffett's kid. Nice. Nice. Not nice, but nice. Musk's plans to end the Russian war infuriates Ukraine on Twitter. This article is by Joseph Wilson with the AP. Oh, you love to hate him, don't you? Elon Musk has got into a Twitter tussle with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky after the tech billionaire floated a divisive proposal to end Russia's invasion. The Tesla CEO, who on Tuesday received a $44 billion deal to take control of Twitter, argued in a tweet that to reach peace, Russia should be allowed to keep Crimea, keep the Crimea Peninsula that it seized in 2014. So, yep, that, that, they seized under Obama. Okay. And that was around the time they had the regime change in, in Ukraine. 
uh, friendly reminder, you can completely blame Obama and Trump for the, uh, Yemen shit still going on, too. And, uh, Syria and Sri Lanka have collapsed. Not that that's related. It's all totally related. Anyway. Musk. Wait, was this, uh, to take control of Twitter, argued in a tweet that to research, to reach peace, my apologies, Russia should be allowed to keep the Crimean Peninsula that it seized in 2014. He also said Ukraine should adopt a neutral status, dropping a bid to join NATO following Russia's partial mobilization of its reservists. Yeah, um... Yeah, I don't know why the fuck NATO's even humoring the idea. It is a policy by NATO that if a country is under siege or war they will not be accepted into nato because of article 5 article 5 of nato states that if one nato country or ally comes under attack all of nato countries will res all nato countries and allied countries will respond as if the threat was happening personally to them that's why NATO has no business accepting Ukraine's bid, and Ukraine just went for expedited acceptance. And here's the thing, it's just a formality at this point. NATO's already involved. NATO's been sending resources and weaponry and funds to Ukraine. Vladimir Putin for months now has been saying this isn't this is nothing to do with Ukraine. Ukraine taking over Ukraine's an added benefit. Our enemy is the West and NATO. And I agree. I think most of the world's enemy right now is the West and NATO. Our culture is poisonous. Our culture is corrupt, vile, and satanic in every aspect. And I may be Lutheran, but I'm not that deeply religious or into the satanic panic, man. But our culture is fucking poison. And if you've been following what's going on in Europe with all the riots and BLM in Europe right now, like in England right now and shit, bro, there's a meme war going on in in uh, like England and most of like the UK very similar to what was going on here in 2016 very fucking similar I'm serious like our our culture has leaked into Europe and places like France and England are starting to have cancel culture people are riding in the streets there is like a a new populist version of the Tory party it's our culture is fucking poisonous and if you're in europe right now a lot more of europe follow what's going on there kind of how we follow what's going on in canada a little bit more that's how europe is in general and here's the thing canada's seen more as a uk kind of situation than a u.s situation which is interesting that's a whole other can of worms to get into but i'm very sympathetic towards russia when they say things like hey the West is poison. The West is garbage. The West is killing itself because they they are. We we are. The West is self cannibalizing at a disgusting rate. <clears throat> Let's see. Keep Crimea should adopt neutral status. Dropping NATO bid following Russia's partial mobilization mobilization of reservists. Musk also crossed the red line for Ukraine and its supporters by suggesting Monday that four regions Russia is moving to annex following the Kremlin-orchestrated referendums denounced by the West as a sham should repeat votes organized by the United Nations. Yeah, uh, and that's something else that happened. So, uh, I believe there were six parts of Ukraine that voted they wanted to join Russia and some parts reported that there was armed Russians going door to door and making people fill out the vote and other places were saying it was Ukrainian soldiers going door to door making them fill out the vote I again I don't in the west I know journalists names I know journalist outlets I know the credibility of various outlets I can travel through this and make a, an assessment of of what side's true but when you get to other countries like this where I don't even know how to pronounce most of the fucking names I'm reading I really couldn't tell you what the truth is all I can tell you is one side is saying uh, it's illegitimate because Russia went door to door with guns threatening people if they didn't vote to join Russia and the other side is saying Ukraine was threatening people to vote to join Ukraine or, or to stay in Ukraine and they were traitors if they voted to join Russia and they would be executed if they did there is just so much back and fucking forth here I don't know which side of the story is accurate and I'm sorry for that um again I just I, I know how to do the research and the background into western stories I know a little bit about 
Canadian politics. I know a little bit about Mexican politics. I know a lot about U.S. politics, but I just I don't know how to do the research and the digging. And a lot of the places that I would go that tell me what I, I or, or write about shit, and it seems like what I've been hearing from people in Ukraine and in Russia. It's owned by like some company like the like the Times, which I've already talked about, but they lied about weapons of mass destruction to justify Bush's invasion. And it's just like, well, they were proven to be liars years later. How do I know I can trust them on this? Even they're telling me something I think is true. It's just, a, a, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to go about researching this better. So until then, it's a shortcoming on my end, and I ask for your grace on that one. Musk has also launched Twitter policy. Uh, noted Crimea, Russia was given uh, to Ukraine under the Soviet Union in the 1950s and said that a drawn-out war will likely not end in resounding Ukraine victory. Actually, kind of funny. The joke is, you know, a lot of leftists can't point out Ukraine on the map. Well, the joke there is a little bit deeper because what the fuck is Ukraine's borders? Can anyone point that out to me? I know there's various maps that have slightly different borders, but that's sort of the problem. They don't have a set border. They don't. They also have allowed all these European, like, Hungarian drifters and fucking gypsies to come rolling through their goddamn town. And if you, uh, and if you know these uh, homeless hordes of drifting, nameless faces going through your city are like, uh, look at all the suddenly pregnant underage girls all across England and other parts of Europe. Oops, well, they're not supposed to say that. Ah, oh, damn, James. You said the part that's really not not politically correct to say out loud. You mean to tell me that there's possibility that there's large bands of migrant drifters legally entering countries with weak borders and knocking up underage girls by forceful intercourse? James, no. Yes, absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's, that's undoubtedly happened. Uh, well, you know what? Before I go too down the hog on that one, let me go out and get an episode put together for that one. It's 8.01 now. I gotta be work at night, so I gotta just get to this. I need to quit running around. I'm just so happy to be back in the studio. I miss this place, but now I also have to do my 9 to 5, literally. Uh, these positions, actually, it's like a 9 to 7. Anyway. Uh, said that a drawn out war will likely not end in a resounding Ukraine victory. It's so far it hasn't. These positions are Anthema for Zelensky, who considers them pro-Kremlin. Yeah, he considers being pro-peace negotiations pro-Kremlin. Imagine if you're like, hey, we need to just calm down. The other side says, you're clearly one of them. Uh, you never learn from the Bolsheviks and the Mensheviks. The Bolsheviks being the tiny party, the Mensheviks being the being the large party. Despite it actually, you know, Menshevik being tiny and Bolshevik being large. Uh, Double speak. I guess I'm pro Kremlin. The current the Ukrainian leader has pledged to recover all the terrain conquered in the war and considers Crimea as Ukraine's to reclaim as well put enough fucking cameras in there you tell you what you'll show up there for selfies musk also launched a twitter poll asking whether quote the will of the people end quote should decide if seized regions remain part of ukraine or become part of russia it has the exact outcome you expect in a sarcastic response Zelensky posted a twitter how do you know it's sarcastic how do you know it's sarcastic and first off, I find it funny that any media company says sarcastic when they use terms like statistic or what's it called? Uh, it's not statistic, uh, statistic terrorism, statistic, ter- whatever the fuck. I've statistic terrorism, I believe is what the phrase is. Basically, oh, will somebody rid me of this obnoxious priest and then somebody runs up and kills the priest and you're like, well, I didn't kill him. I just said, oh, will somebody rid me of them? And then you get charged with murder because you're the one who made the order to do it. It's a whole convoluted medieval proverb that I haven't done enough research into. But how do you know it's sarcastic? Are you a source familiar with Vladimir Zelensky? Because it didn't seem sarcastic. He literally said, do you like a Musk who's pro-Russia or a Musk who's pro-Ukraine? In a really unfair comparison because no part of 
Musk's actions have been pro-Russia. In fact, he's been actively working against Russia to the point where Russia's sent him death threats. And mind you, I'm not I'm not pro-Russia. When it comes to the Ukraine conflict, I, I'm pretty confident in saying that I think Russia may be a little bit more justified here. But, because I don't like NATO. That's my bias. And I'm very transparent with that. But Musk is pro-NATO. Musk is pro-Ukraine. He, he's made no actions to, to show that he's a hypocrite on that front. I don't know if you can really fairly say, in a sarcastic response, Zelensky posted, I think it was a genuine fucking post to try and shame and scare Elon into being into continued support for Ukraine. Really, all he did was bite the fucking hand that feeds like a fucking moron. But then again, Zelensky wasn't a politician. He was a fucking comedic actor and a stand-up comedian. Strategy's not exactly his strong suit. Ugh. In a sarcastic response, Zelensky posted a Twitter poll of his own, asking, quote, which Elon Musk do you like more, one who supports Ukraine or one who supports Russia? Musk replied to Zelensky that, quote, I still very much support Ukraine, but I am convinced that massive escalation of war will cause great harm to Ukraine and possibly the world. And, uh, Anij Malink? An outgoing Ukrainian ambassador to Germany responded to Musk's original tweet with an obscenity. Oh boy, name calling. Always signs of a confident winner in war, right? Russia is doing partial mobilization. They go... F <laughs> Russia's... Oh my god. It's the West egging on the fucking war. It's all these private interests pushing the war front forward. Actively leading us into a rabbit hole of cheers and jeers to the fucking third world war mind you while the u.s is on the brink of a civil war here how many wars in two fronts do you think america could fucking win huh we're not we're fucked Russia is doing partial mobilization. They go to full war. How about this? If you're worried about war, how about this? You don't have a president like Zelensky who is hostile towards the idea of peace negotiations. Just a fucking thought. Death on both sides will be devastating, Musk wrote in another tweet. Russia has covered three times the population of, uh, has over three times the population of Ukraine. So victory for Ukraine is unlikely in total war. Yeah, that's why they're using actual Nazis in their armed forces. No, Ukraine really has Nazis. Again, I'll show you this in a minute. If you care about the people of Ukraine, seek peace. True. The Kremlin itself chimed in, praising Musk for his proposal, but warning that Russia will not backtrack on its move to absorb the Ukrainian regions. How weird is that? The Kremlin and Vladimir Putin are all for peace negotiations and talks. Even Trump was like, one of the first things I'll do if I get in office in 2024 is start a peace negotiation between Russia and Ukraine. And Trump had a working relationship with both countries. And not in like a weird Burisma board kind of way, but like in a I'm a president and step on my feet I'll throw my dandruff on your shoes with a couple mobs fuck you and they're like oh you know what? he makes points <laughs> he is a little unhinged he might actually bomb us but Vladimir Putin's all for these peace negotiations and deals he just has these are my rules these are my my entrance fees I'm down for the talks I don't take you know peace talks as being pro-Ukraine I'll have them but any talk of peace and Ukraine goes, oh, you're pro-Russia. Why? Because they don't want peace. They don't want peace. They want problems, always. Because they're making a lot of money off of this war. Uh, I have to find that meme, but the, the meme is volunteer for Ukraine is a bunch of people being thrown into a wood chipper. Literally. And Zelensky's profiting off of that. <laughs> He has hot e-thought Instagram models sending him pictures of their plastic tits every fucking day. Do you blame the lad? Quote, it's very positive that such a person as Elon Musk is trying to look for a peaceful settlement. The Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Puskov said on Tuesday. It's weird that I, I can read these Russian names, but these Ukrainian names fuck me up. It's the uses of backwards R's that fuck me up, you know? Said Tuesday, but quote... As for the referendums, people have voiced their opposition and the, or sorry, have voiced their opinion and there could be nothing else. 
Okay, that sounds like he's saying people have voted. People have voted to join Russia. That's no longer negotiating because that's what the people want. Now, this is what the people want. Fuck if I actually know. Ukraine and the West have said that the hasty organized votes in four occupied regions were clearly rigged to serve Putin's response to try and cement his loosening grip on Ukraine, Ukrainian terrain. Yet, you've been saying he's losing this whole time, and yet he keeps reclaiming more and more territories of Ukraine. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's losing. He's supposed to be in bad health and dying, but this man is giving fucking press conferences every fucking week. And he's taking questions. He's at least mentally more there than our fucking president is. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I'm looking at this. You have Zelensky who stutters and stammers around on camera, but looks confident in all these fucking organized and arranged and perfectly planned selfies and interviews and you got Putin who isn't that pretty on the eyes like Zelensky is sure but he's at least coherent and he has good strategies and at least seemingly good strategies he talks he takes questions Putin's fucking there he doesn't stutter and stammer he doesn't seem to use a teleprompter though it is pretty funny he says we have advanced technologies yet he's using a fucking landline phone from the 70s it's, you know, it's just who the fuck is lying and who's telling the truth. I have no reason to think it's Ukraine. And you've been sitting here telling me, oh, Russia's been rigging elections. As an American, I hear that every fucking day, bro. And I keep seeing it debunked almost every fucking day. In fact, the only thing we found about Russian rig Russians rigging elections in the U.S. was we found out that the Russians were rigging the election for fucking Hillary. So I don't know what the fuck to make of that. Other than Hillary's corrupt, but no shit. I don't know. <sighs> Musk ideas seem to get a little support on Twitter. Seem to get little support on Twitter. It seemed I disagree. Their poll had a high, high approval. And then in the course of like, after being up for like two hours, the poll went all against war. And then in the course of like 45 minutes after being up for two hours, it went sharply pro-war. Sort of like a little blue straight lineup in the sky we saw during the election of 2020 that, I don't know, may have been used to spell fraud in a few gifts I've seen. Including from Russian chess great and anti-Putin political activist, oh, there you go, Gary Kasparov, who bashed the plan. Isn't he also, like, a proven cheater, too? You mean one of these bougie intellectuals who's wealthy and plays chess as an issue with fucking... Here, if he's so smart and he's so good at chess, why is he actively anti-war and pro-Ukraine? Why can't he just be anti-war and be against both sides? I'm just curious. Quote, this is a, this is moral idiocy. Uh, repetition of Kremlin propaganda, a betrayal of Ukrainian courage and sacrifice, and puts a few minutes browsing uh, Crimea on Wikipedia over the current horrific reality of Putin's bloody, bloody war. You trust Wikipedia? You instantly just fucking discredited yourself, dog. You trust Wikipedia? I only use Wikipedia as like a source generator. You actually use Wikipedia for like real research, huh? Retarded. Uh, Kasparov tweeted, yeah, I'm pretty sure he cheats at chess. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't give a fuck. In the, first, in the first weeks of the invasion in early March, Musk came to Ukraine's aid. And I, was, uh, I think I was just geared up for the convoy when the war kicked off, too. I think I remember packing up and reading about it. Musk came to Ukraine's aid when his SpaceX company shared its Starlink satellite system that helps deliver internet access to areas that lack coverage. At the time, Zelensky thanked Musk for the equipment that he said would help maintain communications in cities under attack. However, in April, Musk said, as a free speech absolutist, Starlink would not block Russian state media outlets that spread propaganda and misinformation on the war in Ukraine. There you go. Let's see, what's this, what's this comment right here say? By uh, Great Life 007. The fact that Elon Musk 
could be attacked as pro-Russia merely for suggesting the possibility of a peace deal, even though he gave Starlink to the Ukrainian war effort, shows how warped and intolerant public conversation has become. Great life, I don't know who you are, but that is a great fucking comment. And I appreciate you. I don't know who you are. You probably will never see this video. Um, I can't like because I'm not paying to sign in to like your stuff. But that is a great post. Let it be known. Great life makes points. Great life, great points. Now we head over here to WFMY News. To a local CBS News affiliate. CBS is one of those weird ones. They say shit they're not supposed to say, and then they get in trouble. Also, high factuality rate. Media conglomerate by uh, Tegna Incorporated. Russia's Musk's plan to end Russian war infuriates Ukraine on Twitter. In a sarcastic response, again, you say sarcastic, but I don't know where you get that from. Zelensky posted a poll of his own asking which Elon Musk you like more, one who supports Ukraine or one who supports Russia. Article by Joseph Wilson. Oh, what? Wait a minute. Oh, this is literally just the same fucking article. Oh, well, fuck you. All right, well, that saves me some time then. Let me just get into showing you some shit. Showing you some shit. Look here. The Times of India. Presenting a CBS. CBS. Hold on. Where is it? I had it up a second ago. Anyway, CBS. High factuality rating CBS. The left lean. Right here, only 30% of Western weapons making it to Ukraine front lines by CBS. Synapsis, the US has approved more than $54 billion in economic and military aid to Ukraine since February, while the UK has committed nearly $3 billion in military aid alone, and the EU has spent another $2.5 billion on arms to Ukraine. An entire spectrum of equipment from rifles and grenades to anti-tank missiles and multiple launch rocket systems have entered Ukraine. Only 30%, and that's a speculation, by the way, actually make it to the front line. Where does it go? We don't know, but we keep finding these weapons that we sent to Ukraine in the hands of terrorists in different parts of the world. It's almost like they're being resold or something. A recent CBS News report has suggested that only around... 30% of the weapons sent by the West actually make it to the front lines. The U.S. has approved more than $54 billion of economic and military aid to Ukraine since February. However, this rarely goes smoothly. CBS News claimed this week, all of this stuff goes across the border and then something happens kind of like 30 percent of it reaches its final destination jonas homan the founder of the lithuania-based organization supplying ukraine military told the network cbs got attacked for running a story saying that cbs claimed this when no it is literally a pro-ukrainian military aide who's saying this it's not CBS making the claim. CBS would love nothing more than to tell you that Ukraine is the greatest country ever, and it's the greatest thing since Jesus touched the sick, gave fish to man, and the fucking invention of fire. But they can't. Why? Because a pro-Ukrainian aid worker here is saying only around... 30% of this artillery reaches its final destination. And he also goes as far as to say, something happens to this stuff. We don't know what, but something. Despite literally hundreds of people coming out of the military blowing whistles saying, hey, they're selling this weaponry abroad. But Ukraine's the good guy. Send them more shit. How many, uh, how many billions of dollars worth of tanks, guns, and anti-aircraft personnel and material did we leave in the Taliban's hands? You really think this administration ran by, you think this country ran by this administration gives a fuck what they give Ukraine and why? They armed the Taliban like fucking Rambo, bro, for free. If you want to know how to get the most of your tax returns, tell the federal government you identify as, a, as an Al-Qaeda member. It'll give you a free Toyota and a fucking cruise liner while they're at it. Hey, you want some top secret fucking fighter jets? Here, have them. No, seriously, we left top secret fighter jets in Ukraine, in, 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 uh, in Kabul at the, uh, was it the, the Barag airport, whatever the fuck? Jesus Christ. Omen said 
that getting the weapons to the troops involves navigating a complex network of power lords, oligarchs, and political players. Quote, there is really no information as to where they're going at all. Despite the prime minister, despite various high political members of the Ukrainian government being caught on boats, partying with drugs and hookers, fly, firing firearms willy-nilly into the fucking air, wonder where all that money for the drugs, prostitutes, and all that ammunition came from. Probably your fucking paycheck, wagey. But let's move on, because that's not bad enough. All articles in the description below. Check this one out. Check this one out. Over here, over here, Political Wire. What I like about Political Wire, ran by Politico, is it's just these little short condensed things. Boris Johnson warns against seeking bad peace in Ukraine. The British PM calls on Western allies that help the Ukrainians with strategic endurance. Here, how about this? If the people elected Zelensky the way they did, how about you let Zelensky handle his own fucking peace deals? But no, he's a puppet for all of you. By Esther Weber in Rwanda. I know Rwanda is really good. I was just watching that. Don Cheadle is a fucking phenomenal actor. He also was underappreciated. Anyway, UK Prime Minister, best Captain Planet actually, is Don Cheadle. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson warned G7 and NATO allies they should not encourage Ukraine to settle for unfavorable peace terms as Russia's brutal war drags on. Speaking to journalists traveling with him to Rwanda, Johnson repeated his concern that there is a quote that there is a lot of Ukraine fatigue now in the world. Yeah, because we keep giving them fucking money and the money keeps going missing. Meanwhile, all these world leaders are telling us, oh, no, 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 back them. Oh, the ruble's worthless. Meanwhile, the ruble is at the... It hasn't been worth this much since the 40s. Fun fact, the ruble wasn't even a currency then. They're comparing it to a dead currency, and it's far more profitable now than it's ever been. Certainly under any communist regime. Speaking to journalists traveling with them to Rwanda, he repeated the concern. He called on Western powers to give Ukrainians strategic endurance adding that, quote, my message to my colleagues at the G7 and NATO in particular is now it is not time to settle or encourage the Ukrainians to settle for bad peace, for a peace for which they are invited to give up chunks of their territory in return for a ceasefire. And it all started because Russia said, let Ukraine have fa let Ukraine have good elections. And I'll leave them alone. The West got involved. The president who was duly elected to Ukraine fled to Russia. And Russia said, fine. The West wants to get involved. I'll take on NATO. And that's all this is. And you know who's part of NATO and part of the World Economic Forum? Joe Biden and Boris Johnson. Members of both. In fact, Biden's the head of one of these organizations called NATO. And they're all in the pocket of Klaus Schwab. And they don't want peace. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. It's a little fucking wild. Come on, level with me. It's a little fucking wild. And you know it. <sighs> Not to settle for peace. For a peace for which they are invited to give up chunks of their land. He warned such a scenario will be a disaster likely to embolden Russian President Vladimir Putin to cause further economic damage to the world. Uh, no, Boris. Printing more money like the U.S. and Europe. And by the way, like England under your rule did. You just printed more and more money. You, def you depreciate your own currency. And now the ruble is outpacing you and you're crying about it. It sounds like self-sabotage and you're trying to find someone to pin it on. But, hey, that's just my biases. It's time to recognize that Ukrainians need help to change the, di the dynamic of in Donbass. Uh, Servandonsk. And then the land bridge area in the south, he added. Jo uh, Johnson emphasized the impor importance of food security as he departed with the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Kingali. Quote, a lot of countries we are about to see depend on that type of gain, he said. Quote, some of the poorest countries in the world absolutely depend on the supply of a uh, supply of grain from Ukraine 
Yet you also are telling people not to use fertilizer, Boris. So what is it? You want good crops? Or you want no crops? Or do you only want crops in Ukraine? I'm just curious. Again, all articles in the description below. I want to show you one more thing. This is a new article. This isn't old. Look at that number. If you're an American, look at that number right there. U.S. announces new 625 million security package for Ukraine. If you are, are an American, you are facing these problems. You are facing food shortages, rising living costs, increased taxes. You are feasting on the barrel of choosing between putting gas in your car, feeding your kids, and paying bills. You are at those crossroads right now. You as an American, if you're my age, you are now looking down the barrel that your parents were looking down in the 2008 housing crisis, all the way through 2014. That's what you're looking at right now. And it's so much worse than it was back then. You're looking at record high inflation from the government printing more and more money. In fact, check this out. Check this out. Before I get into that article, look at this. The financial year 2022 print order ranges from 6.9 billion notes to 9.7 billion notes. The lower range uh, of the order is a decrease of about 0.1 billion notes or 1.6% of the BEP's final delivery of 7.0 billion notes for the financial year 2021. Now, that doesn't sound so bad. How much currency was printed in 2021? In 2021, 13 trillion was printed. Huh. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, when, the, when you're printing that much money in one year, it's a little hard to beat unless you're not. Stay tuned. In 2021, 13 trillion was printed, breaking down to $5.2 for uh, uh, $5.2 for COVID plus 4.5 for quarantine easing three for infrastructure those dollar signs equal billion equal trillion by the way not billion not million trillion 5.2 trillion 4.5 trillion 3 trillion scroll down here how much money did the u.s print in the last two years over the last two years the u.s federal reserve has printed 80 percent of all u.s dollars in existence 80 percent of the money in our economy was printed in two fucking years the one thing you don't do is print more money you never print more money that is what's killed empire after empire after empire it's a depreciation of their currency both domestically and globally in the last two years that includes by the way that includes the money printed under trump because during the pandemic trump printed so much fucking money and he knew better and he printed more money and then biden gets in and he just prints more and more and more and more and more and it doesn't fucking stop you are running out of food in your grocery stores. You are struggling to put gas in your car. You are struggling to get a car. You are struggling to get parts for your fucking car. You are struggling between feeding yourself and your kids. You are struggling between buying new clothes at a store or buying secondhand clothes from Goodwill or not buying clothes at all in hopes of paying your phone bill your gas bill, your energy bill, your heating bill. While the U.S. is just printing more and more and more and more and more money and it doesn't fucking stop. It never fucking stops. Unless you make it stop. This printing started at the onset of the COVID pandemic to provide stimulus checks for every, to every American and other relief efforts. This occurred three times, three times, April 2020, December 2020, and March 2021. Hmm. 80% of all the currency made by the U.S. was made in just under two years. 
let that sink in let that really sink in now with that information we're sending 625 million to Ukraine forget all the billions we already sent them we send them a billion we're sending them more and we're gonna keep sending them more and it's never going to fucking stop why because so many Americans are going to vote for this and people on the right like Dan Crenshaw vote for this shit and you keep voting for him and you keep putting people like like um you keep putting people like Dan Crenshaw in there you keep putting the fucking turtle guy in there McConnell you keep voting for these people these these Warhawk Cheney and McCain types now they're losing Liz Cheney's out Right? Mitt Romney looks like he's out. There's a ton of these people who look like they're getting kicked out. But is it enough in enough time? Let's read this article and we'll wrap it up here. And then I gotta get this stuff together. And I gotta get my ass to work. Washington. The U.S. announces plans on Tuesday to provide an additional $625 million in aid, in military aid to Ukraine. A package that includes additional advanced rocket systems credited with helping the country's military gain momentum in its war with Russia. Again, fucking joining NATO is just a formality. That's it. It's just a formality. They are already receiving the full benefits of being a NATO country without being a NATO country. That's it. The the NATO thing is just a flex on on, uh, Vladimir. There is no interest in de-escalation. War is good. The military-industrial complex wants war. The military-industrial complex benefits from stirring up a bunch of brain-dead young 20-something-year-olds into rooting for a war instead of realizing they should be rooting for ending the war. Not for it. Welcome to Clown World. President Joe Biden provided details on the latest package, which includes four high-mobility artillery rocket systems known as HIMARS, 200 mine-resistant vehicles, hundreds of thousands, this sounds like an invasive forest being built, hundreds of thousands of rounds of artillery and mortal ammunition. What the fuck is, or mortar ammunition, sorry. In a call with Ukraine, President Vladimir Zelensky, Vice President Kamala Harris joined the leaders on Tuesday's call. The U.S. and Ukraine leaders spoke as Russian's upper house parliament on Tuesday formally approved annexation of swaths of Ukraine territory following referendums that Ukraine and its Western allies dismissed as fraudulent. Hmm. You mean Joe Biden, the Democrats, are calling an election fraudulent because it didn't go the way they wanted to, but if another country questions their elections, or if you question the 2020 elections, you're insane? Funny. Funny how voter, voter fraud only goes in one way. Anyway. Quote, President Biden also affirmed and continued readiness of the United States to impose severe costs of any annual individual of any individual, entity, or country that provides support to Russia's purported annexation, the White House said in a statement. This round of military aid marks the first time the U.S. has sent additional HIMARS hammers to Ukraine since late July. The systems, which will bring the total number of, uh, of HIMARS sent to Ukraine to 20. These are advanced billion dollar research technology. Like like each one of these is extremely expensive. Um can uh can be purchased through longer term con- let's see the Ukraine security assistance uh, initiative. So another 18 Heimers can be purchased through a larger term contracts USAI funds are being used as part of the effort by the U.S. and Western allies to ensure Ukraine's force are trained and equipped to defend their country in the years to come, but those contracts will take several years to fulfill. This is the first uh, trench of U.S. aid delivered in the new fiscal year, which began October 1st. Ukraine has pressed its counteroffensive in Kherson or the Kherson region since the summer 
relentlessly plummeting Russian supply lines to making uh, inroads into Russia head areas west of the Dnieper River. Ukraine troops have been using Heimers to repeatedly hit the main bridge across the Dnieper and at dam or and at a dam that serves as a second crossing. It also has struck pontoon bridges that Russia has used to supply troops. Ukraine battlefield successes in uh, Kherson are notable since that is one of four areas that Russia is in the press uh, in the process of annexing. Associated Press writer Lita C. Barnbor or uh, Baldor published October 4th just a few days ago just yesterday actually so Elon Musk says let's get peace Ukraine says go fuck yourself and the Kremlin says hey we're kind of down for these negotiations and then America says the war will continue and I'll keep talking about it. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison, bringing you the freshest of anti-government propaganda. Please like, share, and subscribe. I gotta get my ass out to work so this episode goes up later. I'm sorry, it was originally recorded at 8.39 a.m. I gotta be at work at 9. I'm pushing it a little bit. So I'll catch you guys later. Deuce. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.